Welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo in studio with producer Chad Ellis. And uh, once again, joining us on the phone as he travels incognito throughout this great land, searching for injustice and stopping bad guys every chance he gets in secret. My friend Aaron Tarlow. Oh, I thought I was going to be like Superman or something for a second. <laughs> well, I can, I can, we can talk to you in your normal identity now, but people that, you know, when you save them oh. in the middle of the night, you know, like halfway across the country, they don't have, yeah. to, they, they, those, they don't know who you are. So I actually got a, I got a kind of a funny story about that. We went to a, a fire call one day and, uh, so we get there, you know, and we get the guy and we, they've transported him out and. I'm walking out, and he's with some of his friends. And the one guy goes, don't I know you from somewhere? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. And he goes, yeah, you work up at Southern Armory, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. You made me. Okay. So, That's all, awesome. All in good fun. That's all awesome. Good fun. So, yeah, so let's talk about Southern Armory for a minute. Aaron is the owner of Southern Armory. Uh, talk about uh, talk about talk about the shop. I know you got some big sales coming up. We are right around the corner from Thanksgiving and Black Friday. I know that's a big deal for you guys. So, what is happening at Southern Armory? Yeah, so uh, we've geared up. We've got uh, a bunch of stuff on hand, and uh, you know we we love we love Black Friday. So, um, we love giving away classes. So when you when you buy a gun, we want to get you. In on on an educational class, Um, you have a choice. You can get a CCW class. People are probably like, I already have my CCW. Uh, Well, if you haven't taken a CCW class in two, three, four, five years, there's been some changes to the law, and you should probably know what they are, Um, especially back 2017 when we had Stand Your Ground added um, in addition to the Castle Doctrine. So a lot of of the trick questions I ask in class is, do we have castle doctrine in the state or do we have stand your ground? And you get a mix of answers, but nobody ever says both because we do legitimately have both. Mm. Um, so if you already have your CCW class, you got it recently, or you don't want to take it again, uh, we give you an advanced pistol class. And that advanced pistol class is, is, is my actually one of my favorite classes. This is five to six hours, and uh, we shoot, and we shoot a lot. Uh, we take you out to our private range. Um, so we can we can give you good instruction. We keep the class sizes small. Uh, we try to have um, like a one instructor for two students, and then if the class gets a little bit bigger, like we have four to six students, we will add a second instructor in. So that way, it's more of a one-on-one. We can rotate you through the um, through the stages a little bit quicker, mm-hmm. and we teach you draws, which sounds simple. But if you've never done it before, you wouldn't know necessarily to sweep or pull your shirt out of the way, and then you wouldn't know exactly how to position the gun because if you're right up on the target, you don't want to present the gun like you do when you're at, at the gun range. You know, you don't want to stick it out because what are they going to do? Just grab it. Mm-hmm. So we also go over some uh, malfunctions like failure to feed, failure to extract, failure to fire, and how to fix those. We go over stove pipes. So it's a really, really neat class from the aspect of you know when things go bad. Um, how do you fix the gun? And then we start moving you out to distance. Once we get you moved out uh, to distance, now the the name of the game is, you know, good trigger control, good sight picture, um, and alignment of your sights, and then kind of knowing how that bullet is going to drop. So um, we, we challenge you, and people always love the class. We love teaching it. 
So those are the those are the, those are the two ways you can get into those classes for free by buying a gun on um, Friday and uh, Black Friday weekend. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Sat- Saturday, um, Jessica came up with a a great um, a great way to do small business Saturday. Small business Saturday, you're going to come in, and you're going to you're going to pop a balloon, and the balloon could say save X number of dollars off a gun, save you know this off of a holster or ammo or or whatever. So she's going to do a bunch of balloons up. You'll come in, you'll pop it, and then there'll be you know a little a gift certificate in there uh, or a coupon in there that you're able to use on some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so cool. That's, a, that's, a, that's another neat one we're doing. Yeah. Um, so small business, or excuse me, Cyber Monday. So we're closed on Mondays, as the audience probably already knows. Closed on Mondays. So we are going to uh, do a cyber sale on classes, and it's going to be fifty percent off on classes. So if you can't make it in, or you don't need a gun, or you've got a gun but you haven't gotten a class yet, you can get at least fifty percent off your classes, uh, whether a CCW or advanced pistol class, on Cyber Monday. And then you can you can always sign up, um, and uh, I don't know if they're doing a gift certificate option. I don't know what Jess has, has set up on the website, so a little bit of clarity will be on there. You can also check our website for our ad. Uh, you just go to southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. Mm-hmm. And at the top will be a banner. You can click on the banner, and uh, it'll show you kind of the offerings we have. But um, if, if you follow our sales, you know, we always do like a, a SIG sale, a Glock sale, a Smith & Wesson sale. It's the sale prices are brought back for this weekend or for the, for the Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday, uh, Sunday weekend. Special orders are welcome. So if you come in, we're sold out of something, it's no big deal. We're glad to order it for you. We'll still give you that special pricing um, and all the perks that come with it. And then the, the big thing, too, is if you've got a first responder um, in your family and you want to get them a gun, uh, consider Blue Label. You're going to have to have them come in and do the background check for it, but it's going to save you a tremendous amount of money by getting on, on the Blue Label program uh, with, with Glock. So. Very good. Good stuff. Again, southernarmory.com for all of that information. And, uh, you know, you mentioned um, – you mentioned that laws changed, and you know, especially so. If you got your C, if you got your CCW, but it's been a few years, you should come up because maybe some things have changed. Even if laws don't change, even if there's no big update, it's a good idea to go up every couple of years, right, and take a class just to yeah. just to and, stay fresh. My advice is, when you renew, take a class. Yeah, you know, just because it's been five years, and in five years, you know, I've been carrying a pistol since I was 21. I just turned 34 Sunday. So last, last week. And, uh, you know, in 13 years, I've seen the laws change and change back and change again. And, um, so, you know, and that's just, you know, from my perspective, but I've seen it probably three or four times in 12 years. So if you're, you're taking a class every five years, um, you know, you're, you're, you're probably good. Um, you know, if you're taking it every three to four, it's probably even better because it seems like every two or three years we have some law changes. Right, right. Uh, wanted to follow up with you. I, we talked about this on the show last week. I also brought it up on uh, a couple of shows on the radio station this week because I think that it is a 
Uh, it's a funny, but it's also a very uh, 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 disappointing and almost scary story about you being banned from Facebook for the meme, the six-year-old meme joke uh, that you posted uh, that said, uh, Democrat, or Republicans vote on Tuesday, Democrats vote on Wednesday, uh, yep. got you banned from Facebook. What's the update? So it, 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 Facebook is going to stand by it. They, uh, I, I sent them a note. I said, this is a six-year-old meme. And really like, you know, six years and a few months. And they said, no, we don't really care. That's so amazing. You just enjoy your ban. So, uh, so it was I, a, uh, it was a, so people understand it was a picture of Barack Obama, right? And it yeah. said, and it, and it was right before election day, which was last week. And it uh-huh. said, you know, remember election day is coming. Republicans vote on Tuesday. Democrats vote on Wednesday. And they are saying that you were basically uh, trying to influence the election or you're spreading fake news or whatever. Um, yeah. And so they, they just, how long is, the, how long is the ban and, and what did they, how did they, when they contacted you, what did they, what did they say? Like, how did they, they like, what did they accuse they, you of? They said that I violated their terms of service and I need to review it. Um, no, no specific section. And uh, I said, <laughs> What did I post? Because you know, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I haven't, you know, because they used to get me when I would post a gun, um, uh-huh. whether it was my personal gun or yeah. one we had in the shop for sale. That's what they got Austin uh, Peterson for during the election, yeah, if you and, remember. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they would, they used to get me for that. Well, you know, I kind of just kept that exclusively on the Southern Armory page and never put pricing down. I just put, you know, just in, right, and would put a picture uh, and no pricing, not a, this is for sale or whatever, because I'm figuring if you're following our Southern Army Facebook, you see just arrived, then you know it's for sale. Um, so, and that has been really successful in curving the bands. I mean, I can't remember the last time I had a band, um, honestly. So when this happened, I was like, what did I post? You know, I was really trying to figure it out. And then, you know, you, know, you log out and you log back in, and then it, it shows you a picture of what you uh, did and, and tells you, you know, you that that was it. It was a very generic message. You violated our terms of service, and you have a 30-day ban. And that's uh, so that's the personal messenger. That is Facebook. That is uh, posting on pages that I manage. So I was able to go in and add my my alternate account uh, <laughs> to manage those pages. I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, good. Um, so you will see, you know, some stuff coming out with Second Amendment Radio. You'll still see stuff coming out with. With the Southern Armory page, um, but yeah, so we just got to wait out the wait out the thirty days. Is it okay? Uh, is it thirty days? I couldn't remember how long how long the ban was. And you days. you know as well as I do that that is a. I mean, like you said, that meme was is is famous. It was it was created in, in, when Barack Obama was president. It was it's six years old. And if you would have posted or somebody posts, you go you go around Facebook, you can see things like. You know, uh, vote Democrat to stop this guy. And, you know, a picture of Donald Trump, you know, looking silly or something like that. You know, there's all kinds of of that type of jokes and memes all around social media. But so it seems like, you know, they wouldn't get so uptight about something like this. But uh, maybe because it's on the the other side, if you will. I mean, you think that has a lot to do with it? I do. I really do. I think if it would have been a, a pro-Democrat meme, uh, I think it would have been just fine. 
And then I or had an, you know, or an anti-Trump meme, you know, or an anti-Trump meme yeah. uh, would have been would have been perfectly acceptable. Yeah. But um, you know, it, it's funny because I I had mentioned this, and somebody says, "Well, I violated your First Amendment." I said, "Well, you know, it's all good and dandy, but Facebook's a privately held company, right? Right? This is not the government. No, it's they not. Can, they can yeah. they can do whatever they want." And uh, it's not a so, First Amendment know. violation. It's just crap. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just not BS. a First Amendment violation. But they're able to. They want to control their message and have. They have literally. They have their agenda, and yeah. it is becoming more and more clear. I used to tell people just you know, listen, you know, like you know, you know, promoting suicide is not something we want to do on Facebook. Okay, like let's just you know, they have you know promoting you know heroin use and all this other stuff is not stuff that we want. On Facebook, but you know when you look at Facebook, they're they're anti-Republican, okay, and they are anti-cop. Mm. There are literally cop hate groups on there that I used to, you know, used to. I used to. I'm in that uh, the Blue Line supporters, yeah. St. Louis group, among other groups that we support, and we do raffles with, you know. And so I'm in their Facebook group. So you know, if somebody has a question about the gun raffle, they can tag me, and I'll answer it for them. Right. But you know, I get in there and I I kind of see what's going on and. And uh, somebody was in there was like, hey, there's an anti, you know, police group, and they're calling for, you know, cops to get shot and killed. You know, hey, let's go report this Facebook group. And I remember reporting that Facebook group, and Facebook saying, sorry, it doesn't violate our terms of service. Wow. That's unbelievable. Freedom of speech. And I'm That's like, this is insane. But I'll get banned for 30 days because I post a gun during for a legitimate transaction, right. business transaction. Hey, Aaron, right. we gotta and we I, gotta take a break. Yeah. Uh, we gotta nope. take a break. But no it's worries. good news that. Um, that you are still able to update Southern Armory on Facebook, Second Amendment Radio on Facebook. So continue to go to those Facebook pages and uh, get good information and ask questions. And that's what I want to do when we get back. Uh, we've been busy on this show for the last couple of weeks, and we haven't gotten to as many questions as we usually do. And uh, they've kind of been stacking up. So people have been sending questions to the Second Amendment Radio Facebook page and the Southern Armory Facebook page and my Twitter, at TonyColombo971. So uh, let's get to some of those questions. Aaron, I'll ask them. Aaron will answer them when we get back. Don't go anywhere. It's Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Hello and welcome back to Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here in studio with Chad Ellis. Aaron Tarlow, the co-host of this fine program, the owner of Southern Armory, joins us on the phone. Uh, Aaron, before we get into these questions, I want to just remind folks that coming up a little bit later on in this show, in the next segment, uh, I'm going to be talking to Chief Tim Lowry. He is the police chief of my hometown, Florissant, Missouri. He is also running for mayor of Florissant, so we'll talk to him about that. We'll get his thoughts on some uh, some police policing issues. I have some questions for him uh, about policing. Uh, you know, so don't go anywhere. Chief is a is a great guy. He's a fascinating guy to talk to, and uh, that will be coming up in the next segment, so don't miss it. Uh, right now, I wanted to get into some of these questions that people have been sending me. Uh, again, you can always go to the Second Amendment Radio Facebook page. You can go to the Southern Armory Facebook page, and you can go to my Twitter, at TonyColombo971. Submit your questions, and we will try to answer all of them. Um, here is one that... Uh, I got a little bit ago, but I think it, it comes up. It's perfect for today because you were mentioning earlier, Aaron, uh, when you're teaching people in your classes there at Southern Armory, like one of the little things that you teach people is to not 
hold their hands out whenever they are pulling their their weapon because you know somebody can can grab if they're, it if they're, if they're close yeah yeah because because somebody can can grab yeah if, if the person that yeah if the person is close you don't want to stick your your gun out because then they they can grab it uh somebody asked me uh, a couple weeks ago what are the rules of when you are allowed to uh, draw your firearm and and fire your gun? And I and I when you mentioned that that somebody would grab at it, like if somebody's trying to disarm you, I would imagine that that is definitely them crossing the line, and you are able to fire. But what are the what are the parameters there of when a person is allowed to draw and or fire their gun? So. Let's start this with if you're willing to draw your gun, you need to be willing to use your gun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're if you're drawing it, you're drawing it with the intention of firing. Okay, let's let's make that let's make that clear. Uh, if you're drawing it to intimidate, um, then it, it could be construed as brandishing your weapon in an angry or threatening manner in the presence of a person, one or more persons. Okay, so if you're willing to draw it, then you need to make sure that the reason you were drawing it is also a reason that you can fire it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, so what are, so really the question then boils down to is what is the reason you can use a firearm or any weapon as that, as, as under Missouri statutes, right? Cause you know, a baseball bat can be a weapon. A sword can be a weapon, a rifle or a pistol. Yeah. A brick, a, a brick or a rock right. could be a weapon. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, even a, even a pocket knife. So mm-hmm. when can you use a weapon to defend yourself? And the answer to that, um, and I hate to hate to be general and broad stroke, but it, it, it is very individualized, okay? So you have somebody who's 21 and runs track, right, and they're, you know, going to the Olympics or something. Then the question is, can they run away, Okay versus like my 93 year old grandmother who's wheelchair bound mm-hmm. can't run away okay so you kind of see the, the two differences there mm-hmm. so you have a 21 year old who has somebody walk up to him and says hey you know give me your wallet and shows them a baseball bat mm-hmm. okay could and the, the person showing them the, the baseball bat saying give me your wallet is 400 pounds and can't run mm-hmm. so why can't the track star run away right you can understand what i'm saying yep Versus now my 93-year-old grandmother in a wheelchair, 400-pound guy comes up and says, give me your purse. She can't run. She pulls out a, she pulls out a gun and shoots him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she can't run away, right? So you got to understand there's a little bit of a, a judgment in there. And yep. You can even get into like, hey, the guy's an MMA fighter. Like, look at George Zimmerman, right? Why did George Zimmerman shoot Trayvon Martin? Well, George Zimmerman was in fear of serious bodily injury or death, mm-hmm. right? But then it came down to this was a physical altercation, mm-hmm. right? Trayvon was on top, hitting him, punching him, beating his head on a piece of concrete. But George took MMA classes, you know, mixed martial art classes, for those that may not be familiar with that term. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't George just fight off this 17-year-old? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can kind of look at, you know, the George Zimmerman case. You can look at the extreme case of, like, my grandmother in a wheelchair. Or you can look at the track star who could just, you know, run away, right? Fat, yeah. One of the, probably the fastest people on, on the face of the planet. So with all that being said, um, it is an individualized thing, and they look at it, you know, as the circumstances would be. And it, it really, what we're getting at is like the reasonable man's reasonable man 
standard. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. Reasonable man standard is what would a person um, like you do, what would a reasonable person do if the uh, circumstances were similar or the same? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Now, does, you know, all that, does all that still come into account if the person's in your house? Like if you can uh, run out of your house, do you, are you supposed no. to run out of your house or you're able to, so there, because yeah, of the castle doctrine and the stand your ground, right. you're able to protect your property, right? Right. There's no duty to retreat. Yeah. And if you look in Missouri law, you'll never see, you know, stand your ground or castle doctrine. It's it's a duty to retreat mm-hmm. and where that duty is, is at. And we have no duty to run away in Missouri from your house, which would be your car as well. So that's like where the castle doctrine kind of comes into effect. And then stand your ground, which is a media term used during the George Zimmerman versus state of Florida. Mm-hmm. So stand your ground is anywhere you're legally allowed to be. What okay? if I'm so at, if at what if I'm at work? Yeah, you're legally allowed to be there. You're employed okay. there. Okay, got it. So that would be it. Like if, or if you're at the grocery store and it's the grocery store you always go to, or you're at your bank getting money out of your ATM, it's the bank you bank at. Um, so you have a, basically a legitimate purpose for being there. Um, you don't need to. You don't need to run away. So um, now, what are the circumstances you can shoot somebody? There has to be a threat of serious bodily injury mm-hmm. or death. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are your two. There's so also if I'm walking down the street and I see somebody breaking into a car, I cannot pull out my gun and nope. shoot them to stop them from committing that crime. Right. So now you're talking about using a a weapon um, in defensive property, which is just not. Not permissible, mm-hmm. um, and and people are like, okay, car, okay, fine. But what about my dog? It's like, nope. Yeah. Somebody can be beating on your dog, and you can't you can't shoot them, right? It's just not it's just not feasible. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if a dog is attacking your dog and you shoot that other dog, that's you know more justifiable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the cops are going to look at some other stuff, but what we need to probably stay focused on here is is you do you firearm in defense of yourself or another person okay mm-hmm. uh when you get into the then don't use it in defensive property okay right and, and don't get don't get that confused with somebody breaking into your house okay while you're home yeah that's not um, defensive property that's defense of no, your of your life your life yeah right and and if you look at the missouri state statutes it, it cites forcible felonies and I would highly encourage you to, to either look these up or, or come take a class with us because we, we explain this a little bit more in detail than we are in a short segment. But um, forcible felonies would include murder. Okay, obviously you're taking a life. Mm-hmm. Robbery, right? Somebody's at the ATM saying, "Hey, give me your 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 money," mm-hmm. or empty out your bank account, etc. And they're using um, something to persuade you, like a knife, a gun, a crowbar, baseball bat. Um, then you have uh, burglary, like that's when you're occupied home right you're you're occupied you're you're in a home or a vehicle essentially occupied okay um you need to realize what missouri considers a dwelling as well when you get into burglary and they they cite that as mobile or immobile can you know essentially lodge people overnight so it could be your house it could be your car it could be a tent they even cite a tent in the statutes so um or conveyance thereof right so a car mm-hmm. with a rope tied between two trees would be a conveyance of a tent mm-hmm. so um but again, you know, we're kind of doing broad strokes here. So threat of serious bodily injury or death or forcible felony to you or somebody else, you can use a firearm to protect yeah. yourself. So that that's now, that's what it boils down to is if you feel like yeah. your life is in danger or some or your 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 spouse's life or your kid's life it, is in it, danger. Yeah, it could be any it could be any third party. And that, yeah. that opens up a whole other bag of worms. Um, 
But uh, the whole thing, what I tell people to do when it's a third party, like if you're walking out of a store and you see two guys fighting in a parking lot, which one do you shoot? Yeah. Right? They've, one of them's got a knife, one of them's got a baseball bat. Which one do you shoot? They both got weapons. The answer is you don't shoot either one yeah, of them. Yeah, you leave that you alone. Yeah, you don't know who's the aggressor and right. who's the victim. And but if you so see an innocent person that can't defend themselves that you think is about to be seriously hurt or killed, then at that time you're allowed to step right. in. Right, you could. Yeah. And but with my scenario in the parking lot with two guys going at it, you're better off calling the cops because the cops right. are certified to figure that stuff out. Right. Now it's it's pretty obvious if you're in a uh, convenience store getting gas, you walk out of the bathroom, the, the clerk is getting stabbed. That, that's that's a no brainer, right? You know, it, it, the the clerk doesn't want to get stabbed, right? Now the other the other the other facet to the third defense of third person is that they would have to be justified in using such force. Gotcha, right? Yeah. So um, when you really don't know who they are, it's hard to de- it's hard to determine that. Sure. Yep. You're, uh, you're better off calling the cops. Yep. Yep. So so um uh, we could go on on that question forever, but oh, yeah. we're almost out of time, and I wanted to get to one more question. We only have about yeah, absolutely. we only have about two minutes, so make this one quick. Uh, you know, okay. we did the hunting show a couple weeks ago when we had Tim Shelsvik, yeah. the host uh-huh. of the uh, Thinking Woodsman podcast, the One Hundred Percent Wild podcast, uh, in here, and that was a big the, 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 that went really well. The, the audience really responded to that. This question was actually asked last week, and that's why I don't want to put it off anymore. Uh, somebody asked if you guys carry products for hunters and outdoors people at Southern Armory. Or is Southern Armory more for home defense and personal protection stuff? 60 seconds, go. 60 seconds. We do carry rifles, the appropriate ammo to hunt, whatever that might be. We carry optics. We also carry, like, the bipods, like, that you can actually put in, like, your backpack. We have backpacks if you want backpacks. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely have stuff for sportsmen right down. That's a big the, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right down to the seasonings for you to season the meat after you, after you bring home. Wow. The there you so go. The answer, the answer is yes. And, and whatever we don't have, we're, we're happy to special order. So if it's a, a deer blind and you know, you saw it, you liked it, you've got the product number, we'll order it for you. We have no problem doing that. That's cool. It's just, we don't have all the room that some of these big box stores have to set up a blind. Right. Um, and, right. Uh, and have all the different different models or ladder stands, et cetera. But we definitely have access to all that stuff. We're more, we're more than happy to arrange it to be shipped directly to your house so you don't have to come get it and That's carry great. it home. Um, and if it's one of the wholesalers right here close to us within an hour, we'll go and pick it up. Yep. That's why Honestly. Southern Armory is the best. Uh, learn more at southernarmory.com. we got to wrap this up. Uh, Aaron, we will talk to you next week. Thanks you so much for uh, taking time to call in. Uh, hopefully we we'll get you back in here in the studio next week. But I understand yeah, when you're when you're the masked vigilante out there serving justice uh, in the dark of night, uh, you know, you're a busy man. So um, yep. we will take another quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk to Tim Lowry, the chief of police of Florissant. He's also running for mayor of Florissant. Uh, we'll catch up with Chief Lowry next. Don't go anywhere. It's Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Hello and welcome back to Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo in studio with producer Chad Ellis. Uh, Aaron Tarlow has been joining us throughout this show from another remote location. He keeps on uh, moving around the country, trying to stay off the radar, stay off the grid, but he continues to check in with this program 
as he uh, goes about his travels. Uh, Aaron will be back, of course, next week. And as we spoke about earlier in the show, right now, uh, joining us on the phone is the chief of police of my hometown, Florissant, Missouri. Uh, the chief of police and mayoral candidate, uh, Chief Tim Lowry, joins us right now. Chief, how are you? Doing great. Having a great afternoon. What about you, Tony? Yeah, I can't complain. I can't complain. Great to talk to you. Great to talk to you again. Just saw you the other day at our veterans celebration up there in Florissant. Uh, here at the radio station, we have been participating in Veterans Day parades and ceremonies for years. Um, and we have gone around to different areas, different cities, different municipalities uh, in the St. Louis metro area that hold Veterans Day parades and celebrations. We we started with the downtown parade. We did that for several years. We moved around to a couple of other cities around town. And a few years ago, we did our first one in Florissant, and we have done that every year since because Florissant turns out better than any other community that we have seen with these Veterans Day parades. The turnout on uh, last Sunday was incredible. The ceremony afterwards was incredible. And it really says a lot about uh, about our community up there in Florissant, don't you think, Chief? No, I 100% agree. I think that uh, you know our Veterans Day celebration uh, in the St. Louis area is second to none. I um, certainly appreciate you guys uh, participating. I mean, we had, uh, we had yourself. Of course, we had uh, Mark Cox, mm-hmm. Andy Fry, Dave Glover, Mark Close. I mean, they they, they participated. We're, we're just happy that they were involved as you were. Um, Kathy and Paige from the station did an awesome job in coordinating the event with uh, our, our coalition. Yeah. And it's just really an honor and a privilege for me to even sit on that uh, coalition. I'm personally not a veteran myself, but uh, they, 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 the coalition meets at my office once a month. And they made me an honorary veteran, which I honestly take that to heart. That means a lot to me. That's cool. And so it was a great celebration, and we're able to honor our veterans. Of course, we have we honor our veteran of the year every year. Yeah. And uh, you're so gracious that you emcee our event. Um, I couldn't ask any any more for what you guys do. You guys definitely have enhanced uh, our Veterans Day parade and celebration. So I really appreciate that from you guys. Now we and, and, our, and our community honestly comes out in great numbers. Yeah. For the event, so thank you very much for being there. No, thanks for having us, and it really is a two-way street. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not exaggerating in any way when I talk about you know we we went around, we we tried you know doing different parades. We had the an idea at one point that we would sort of rotate the way that we do the Veterans Day celebration, you know, as a radio station that we would, you know, one year we would go to, you know, this town, one year we'd go downtown, then one year we'd go back to Florissant, and then just kind of keep a rotation going. But uh, the sad, the sad truth is that a lot of places that have these Veterans Day parades, the the public, the community doesn't turn out. The downtown one, especially, is 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 really sad. I mean, you're going down empty streets, uh, but not the case in Florissant. So, I mean, that's you know, as much as you appreciate us being out there, uh, we appreciate the community finding a, a town, an area that we can come to that really celebrates these veterans like they should be celebrated. So uh, you guys do a great job with that. And I think, you know, just to kind of move the conversation along a little bit, that is that is a perfect example of what 
the community of Florissant is all about. I mean, you're running for mayor. We'll get into that a little bit. You've been police chief for years. Your family, with your dad being also police chief and mayor of of, of Florissant, you know, you got you've been up there a long time. Your family is a big part of that community, and I think that sometimes the area gets a bad rap. And all they need to do is come out to an event like Veterans Day. And they will see that uh, Florissant maybe isn't uh, isn't what some have an opinion of it to be. Would you agree with that? And and talk about the community a little bit. Sure, I agree 100. percent I mean, we have so many great events that uh, bring people out. I mean, in May we have the Valley of Flowers. We have a wonderful fall festival. We have you know the city itself has 27 parks, two community centers, um, and constantly we're hosting different events during the summer. We have a concert series at St. Ferdinand Park that brings out uh, hundreds of people uh, for on a Saturday evening. Um, it's a great event, well attended. We have a really uh, nice 9-11 ceremony mm-hmm. that's put on at the uh, VFW Post also, uh, which is very, very well attended. I mean, the city of Florida, like you said, I mean, we do get a bad rap in some ways, uh, but it's, it's, it's not fair because we have a wonderful community. Uh, we have a very tight community, and uh, people really enjoy coming out and spending time together. And we have another thing on uh, on St. Francis Street. Old Town Partners puts together the uh, Wednesday night out events during the summer, which are always extremely well attended. I mean, so people, if people like you said, if people think Florissant's bad, they need to come to one of our events mm-hmm. and see what our community is all about because we're very proud of it. Uh, we spend a lot of time promoting our city. And like you said, you're a resident. I'm a resident. I have no intentions of moving out of the city. It's, it's a beautiful place to be and so many great people. And certainly are we're a faith-based community uh, with many churches. And uh, so, I mean, we take a lot of pride in in our city and what we do and certainly take a lot of pride in our veterans. I mean, and that's why we want to make sure that we have a good event to honor those who serve. And we have a lot of veterans in our city. And so I I, I just take a lot of pride in what we do and to to promote our city and to put it forward. So, and like I said, I I couldn't be more proud of it. And all the Mm -hmm. events we do, we have great uh, young families in our town. We've got a very strong senior uh, group that uh, we have a lot of good events for our seniors. I mean, we, we do a lot for a lot. I mean, there's yeah. no doubt about it. We have uh, good youth for that program. So, no, you're, I mean, I could go on and on and talk about how great the city honestly is. <laughs> just like to see if, if you've if you got a bad opinion about sports and come to one of our events, I think you'll change your opinion. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. I'll, let you, I'll give you one more question to give you an opportunity to uh, brag a little bit more. Uh, just, why Why is it, you know, we've unfortunately seen, and we all know, and I know you know, and I have friends, you know, that have moved out of the area over the years. Um, what is it about Florissant that has kept you there, has kept your family there, and has kept you wanting to continue to serve the community as, you know, police chief as you are now and uh, possibly mayor next year? Well, you know, um, my father used to say this a lot, and, and I agree with it. I mean, honestly, I, I think it comes down to one thing. I, I just love Florissant. I love yeah. being in North County. I yeah. love North County. Um, you know, when I was young, I mean, it was instilled upon me and as my whole family, by my mother and father, to uh, serve our community. And I feel that, you know, with Mayor Snyder now announcing his retirement and uh, that yeah, that I'm the best person for the job, honestly. I, mean, yeah. I feel that I'm the best person. I I got good leadership qualities. I, I'm a leader in law enforcement here, not just St. Louis area. Uh, the president was very police chiefs, and I just got done serving a term on uh, the uh, board of the International Association of Chiefs of Police. So I, I've had a lot of leadership roles. Um, so I, I, I know how to manage people. 
I've got, you know, as far as the city is concerned, the police department is itself is one third of the city's budget. So I do know, I know how to manage people. I know what, what, I, what I believe the city wants. I just got done having a couple of listening sessions where I listened to the citizens and just sat back and listened to what they thought our concerns were and what they wanted to be, what they wanted uh, the city, how they wanted to see the city move forward. And so I'm going to adopt those as my principles when I uh, actually lay my platform out. And uh, which those sessions were very well attended. I was glad I did that and just able to sit down with the, the residents and talk and find out yeah. where, you know, that like, this isn't this isn't from Tim Lowry. This is from the city's from our residents and what they believe is important. Yeah. So it was, it was they, we had great turnouts and uh, really some good ideas that, that came out of those sessions. So, like I said, other than the fact that I uh, just think at the end of the day, I'm, I'm the right guy for this position. And yeah. I appreciate all the support that I'm already seeing from uh, my, my residents, my business owners and. Um, campaign's going well already. Well, you certainly got my vote, Chief. We're talking to Florissant Police Chief Tim Lowry. He's also running for mayor. That election will happen next year. Uh, Chief, before we let you go, I I wanted to get a couple of your thoughts because you you just mentioned you are uh, not just the, the police chief of of Florissant, which is enough, which is definitely a full-time job, but also the president of the Missouri State Police Chiefs Association. So uh, before we let you go, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on a couple of, uh, of general policing questions. Uh, you know, you hear all the time people talking about professions like school teachers being uh, underpaid for what they do, which I completely agree with. But I think, my opinion, I want to get yours too, that police are probably at the top of that list. Uh, I think police officers should be better paid. I think the department should be given more resources. Uh, Do you think that funding is a problem when it comes to police officers being able to do their jobs? And do you think that, you know, the funding is may also keep good people from becoming cops because, you know, the pay isn't worth the isn't worth the risk? Uh, what what can be done to to better fund these police departments, or do you or do you think they are properly funded? What are your thoughts? Well, I think that we could always use uh, more funding than policing. There's no doubt about it. More resources available to our officers. But I will say this and uh, give the uh, community in St. Louis County credit: is that uh, last year, uh, two years ago, we passed the Prop P, which gave a lot of money to uh, the police departments, gave us a lot of more resources than we had. Um, so I'm very happy that that happened. And uh, but we could always use obviously we could always use more resources. We could always pay our officers better. But I will say this is that that certainly has helped. Yeah. Um, Prop piece helped my retention of my officers. Um, lost very few few officers this year. Where like in 2015, I lost like 18 officers to either retirements or guys just getting out of law enforcement because yeah. of the pay. Um, but it certainly has gotten better. That's uh, great. But I think there's always ways that we can improve. But uh, no. I appreciate, obviously, I, one thing I always do appreciate is uh, your support and the community support for the police department. No, for sure. And, and policing. Yeah, no, full, I mean, the Florida Police Department is is just fantastic. You, you do a great job. Uh, uh, one more question. Considering today's atmosphere, uh, you know, it's it's. I'm sure policing is a lot different today than it was 10 years ago, say five years ago even. Um, what is your opinion on body cams and dash cams and just full-on transparency when it comes to police action these days? It's, it's actually a great question. Um, we're in the process right now of getting uh, dash cams for all, all of our uh, uniform vehicles. Um, and, you know, honestly, you know, I've been in law enforcement 30-something years, 32 years now, and uh, I've never, never had a camera on me. And uh, so I was kind of 
kind of on the fence on it. Mm. That's why I actually sat down with, with my officers and asked them what their opinion was. And I can tell you that all, all the officers to a man said that they want body cameras. They want, they want cameras because they're getting filmed every day. Yeah. Um, whether or not it's just a uh, front of a grocery store or people filming them, they want their, they want, they want to have their side of the story uh, showing. So yeah. the police officers are 100% uh, on board. And based on my conversation with uh, my officers, I'm 100% on board with them. Now I think they're a good idea. And I think that what we've seen is, is that some of the uh, complaints that we were seen in the past are, are going to drop as other departments have seen just based on the fact that, you know, our officers are professional. They're yeah. doing their job properly. Yeah. And so I think that we'll, we'll be able to show that. That's good. Yeah, exa- exactly. I, I, that, I like the, the idea of dash cams and body cams because it does, it gives the, you know, it gives the officers a chance to show and, you know, prove exactly how uh, a situation went, went down. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't rely on a, you know, a he said, she said, or, you know, they said, and we said kind of, kind of story. Uh, thanks for your time today. We've been talking with Chief Tim Lowry. He's the police chief of my hometown, Florissa, Missouri. He's also running for mayor. Chief, do you have um, any social media set up? Uh, do you have a website or anything that people can go and, and learn more about you and your candidacy and uh, about the city, anything like that? Or, or is it, are, are we still a little too early? early for that stuff no i've had uh, no i've had uh, social media out there for a while i, I you know uh, i do have a uh, facebook page i mean please uh ask ask me for a uh, a friend request and i'll certainly uh, friend you yes and uh if you want to uh, get on my uh or look at my uh my website go mm-hmm. to lowryformayor.com awesome lowryformayor.com we'll check it out chief tim lowry thanks so much for your time today all right buddy thanks appreciate you it thanks, Tony. yeah we'll talk to you soon all right. Great stuff there from uh, Police Chief of Florissant, Tim Lowry, and wish him luck in his run for mayor. I'm sure we'll have him back on the show soon. Uh, that is going to wrap up another edition of Second Amendment Radio. For my partner, Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, don't forget you can go to southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com to learn all about uh, that fine establishment. And Aaron will be back, of course, in studio next week. So for Aaron Tarlow and producer Chad Ellis, I'm Tony Colombo. Thanks for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio. We'll see you back here next Saturday at 3 p.m. on FM News Talk 97.1. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.